Uh, hey guys, welcome to Great Night. It's me, Brian Brescia, joined as always by Justin Robert Young, the inimitable JRY. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to just you know get get flexy. Yeah, uh, let's flex it up. Let's let, let let's go ahead and get bendy. Let uh, let's loosen up those hammies. Let's right. Let, let, let's 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 do some. Uh, Let's do some squats. Let's let <laughs> let's make sure we touch your toes. Bend over to the front, touch your toe. That's a line from an Usher song that'll be played during the halftime of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look at that. And everybody, everybody, give high fives to God. Everybody yeah. in there, touch touch the toes. Yeah, I mean that's not part of the Usher song, but <laughs> yeah, as far as you know. I mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you into Usher on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I would say three, three yeah. out of ten. In so What's far, your favorite Usher song. Um, he's of course the halftime performer for the Super Bowl, which is going to be. Oh, by the way, I'm having a Super Bowl party, so uh, come over to my house. Wait a minute, people are playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, Good. I left the city last night. That's playing the Super Bowl. Go on in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big deal out there. Oh, oh damn it. Yeah. guest host is here. Or th the, the third co-host. <laughs> third co-host is here. The Windows alert sound. Collect your bets. Anybody who had the under on when the Windows alert sound was going to show up in the podcast. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think this might be a good bit to just keep on doing. <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to be a bit for as long as it's a thing. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know if I can find it. Uh, you know what? Maybe I can find it over here. Keep going. You were okay. Saying so uh, I was in Las Vegas, and they're having the Super Bowl, and uh, it is actually awesome because Vegas had to had had to clean up because this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to Vegas. Vegas has never had a Super Bowl before. They've always been ready for it, but they never were able to get the, the the stink off of uh uh oh, okay gambling will ruin well, with the gambling and the whatnot right yeah uh they get the raiders they get the the golden knights they're probably going to get the a's from oakland so now they are a sports hub people love to come to vegas to go see a sports team that they like play i did that earlier uh last year and uh uh so yeah it, this is like a big deal all the things that were broken in Vegas every other time that you've been there, Brian, they're fixed now. Like like the Rio. The Rio has been okay. a pile uh, of uh, shit. By, by the way, uh, talk about like 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 I was with you and I was willing to believe you until you said the Rio. And I'm like, yep. oh, that's the place where all the light bulbs are broken. Not anymore. <laughs> what? The Rio looks what? amazing now. now. Yeah. Okay. So uh if I recall correctly, the Rio was kind of like, eh, man, we ain't going to fix this up if there's about to be a baseball field here. So guess what? Spoil uh, they didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, but you're saying they did. Well, new owners. So the old owners sold. The new owners uh, uh, have it. They've put a lot of time and money into it. But I think that their goal was to get it ready for when a bunch of people were visiting the city. And gosh dang it. They did. It looks awesome. They took all the wraps off the side. Uh, uh, all of the... Uh, uh, all, they got rid all, of the wrappers? Yeah, all of the uh, uh, lights look amazing. It's it's dope. Vegas is popping, man. It, it's having a really, really good time, which is why I had to leave, because I don't like happiness. <laughs> I need, uh, I'm only happy when it rains, uh, well, as uh, uh, Shirley Manson uh, and her garbage compatriots once sang. Uh, first uh, of all, they're not garbage. They're, they are. They're, they're a band. That's the yeah. name of their band. Yeah, they're garbage. I'm just saying this is my favorite Usher song. Yes. Oh, so much copyrighted music. Oh, each hit Twitch. Take all of our money. We make it on Patreon. Oh, this is with garbage. Uh, well, no, it's, 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 no doubt. Oh, and no Usher. Yeah. Sorry, I'm racist. Whatever. I just fucking love fucking with money. Uh, you, uh, sorry, that was, the, that was where the line that I just said was from. The song, yeah. Wait, bend over to the front, touch your toes. Oh, yeah, I, that's in, that's in the ludicrous verse of that song. I I thought it was a yoga thing. I mean, it is as well. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I mean, it is both, is what I'm saying. Ludicrous. Why not Jesus and Buddha? Why not? Because we all know ludicrous verses and <laughs> yoga instructions. Mortal enemies. <laughs> Incompatible. <laughs> On the same corner. James Am I going to connect with a spiritual aesthetic that gives me limber uh, uh, flexibility? Or am I going to listen to Ludacris? It's only one, or, only one or the other. It can only be one or the other. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we all know it's a zero-sum game. It is. <laughs> we live in a zero-sum game. Is it flexibility or ludicrous? <laughs> or or flexilude? No, you can't. <laughs> no, okay. That's heretical. Right. <laughs> you can't say flexilude. Get out of here. You're going to get uh, run out of town. Don't. Huh. Run what are you doing, my guy, with your flexiludes? Get out of here. Oh, no, 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 my friend. No, it's one or the other. So which side are you on? Are you bringing out a yoga mat? Or are you drinking a... Uh, Chicken and eating beer. Like ludicrous. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. Yeah. Are you drinking a chicken or are you eating beer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, by the way, R.I.P. Toby Keith. Toby Keith died. Wait. Is that is that a real thing? For real. 62 years old from stomach cancer. Toby Keith. Uh one of one of the the authors of a song that I sing I know. every single time I do karaoke. The, the Angry American, uh, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, which at a certain point when I which, first started which, which singing Which led it, to many parodies that you and I both loved. Um, man, I'm experiencing a real moment right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sad because, like, it's fun when, a, when you sing a song ironically. Yeah. It's, which, that's how it started. For me, it, it very much started as like being of that era, being in college when the Iraq war happens. And this is a parody of American pride in that moment. It is such a, a clear cut North Star. 
But then uh, uh, I really enjoyed the song. <laughs> I really like singing it. And so I just kind of kept singing I'll it. I'll put and, a and, and, and in your ass. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and there there were so many parodies that were so good. Like uh, there was the the Onion parody that was just like, uh, um, uh, what was it? Uh, we're just saying, nice try, Osama. Uh, why don't you... <laughs> try again and then the song became like specific about like uh there's an unguarded uh, air vent at this moment and you can blow it up uh uh what was it something something the sky or bomb new york light up the sky like the fourth of july <laughs> yeah and then uh that seemed pretty clearly inspired by toby keith as I mean, does. yeah, the, the the idea of uncompromised patriotism from country music was certainly something that uh, our uh, yeah was was lampoon a bull because it was very specific, so it was very easy to make fun of uh, the uh, C.S. Lewis Jr. character, which uh, Bob Odenkirk did was obvious it was was very much i think taken from from toby keith well here but, I, I i i don't know much about that but what's what say we listen to some actual co uh, uh uh kobe teeth there you go you can suck my dick i want you to think about something all right when the astronauts right when the astronauts got back from the moon what did they say, man? What did they say? They said, it's good to be back in America. And them motherfuckers had gone to the goddamn moon. R.I.P. I believe the president is doing the right thing. Whatever he's doing, I'm not real sure what it is. I don't keep track of things too closely. <laughs> you know, if there were any goddamn moon people, you know they'd be trying to sneak across the border. Only they'd probably burn up from... Uh, Whatever fire comes at you when you're going through space. <laughs> Call yourself an American, but you just disagree. I have to hear your opinion. I'm going to shoot you or me. Well, I'll tell you what. You write enough patriotic songs, you get yourself a shiny new Lexus automobile. You got it, man. Fanciest goddamn car in this holler. Listen up, world, to what I got to say. America's number one, and we're here to stay. Top of the pile, a goddamn humdinger. Blue ribbon, gold cup, giant foam finger. Number one. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're number one. Better than Greece, London, Italy, or France. All them other countries are like pooping our pants. Slow it down. America, America, God made you gracefully. And all them other countries just wish that they could be. be ye, the golden eagle flies over mountains wide with snow. The great Grand Canyon calls out. Look out below! Freaking people got the vote <laughs> and cars and lots of stuff. 
And if you try to take our stuff, we'll kick you in the duff. Now, I believe that this is the greatest country in the world. The history of the world, to be exact. I really do. Now, I've never been to Europe, and I don't speak any foreign languages. I don't know anything at all about history. I never studied it. I don't read books. I don't speak to anyone outside of a very small circle of like-minded friends, and because of that, I am certain that I'm right. Did I mention that I don't read the newspaper? That's another great thing about me. I love camping, NASCAR, and laughter. I'm looking for a single white Christian female. Not too strict, but somebody who's a little bit into kink. Oh, P.S. No fatties. Let's go. Number one. Hell yeah, we're number one. Better than Greece, London, Italy, or France. All them other countries are like shit in our pants. All right. American pride. Oh, R.I.P. to a legend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably rude <laughs> to do that to Toby Keith, but fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> We're keeping it loose. Yeah, what if you weren't afraid? <laughs> what if? What if? What if? <sighs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, 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 so there we go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toby Keith, R.I.P. You know, he discovered Taylor Swift. Uh, Toby Keith. He discovered her doing what? Singing. He signed her to her first record. He guy. caught her. Yeah. He's like Dog the Bounty Hunter, he but is. for pop stars. Teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage girl yep. pop stars. That's it. He got him. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, gotcha. Oh, shit. What are you trying to go to Claire's? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, look at you trying to do a TikTok dance. Gotcha. Well, not now. He's dead. Because you know, it'd be a, an older reference. You know, like, oh, you reading about Lindsay Lohan? Ha! I didn't know he was that old. 62. Old old Toby Keith uh, had uh, stomach cancer. And that, that, that sounds a little bit like 20 minutes from now. Mm. Is this bringing you into a moment where you're worrying about your own mortality? Why it really you, why doesn't. Don't you, why don't you it bring really this doesn't. In? No, I'm, I'm over the hump. I got sick and I went a week uh, with insomnia and yep. I got weird and I... How weird? How weird you get? Pretty weird. What was the weird? What was the moment that you look back now, now that you're not weird anymore, and you're like, that was the weirdest moment? Well, uh, 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 it was the moment that you and me and Bonnie went to backspin, uh -huh. and in the previous 36 to 72 hours, I believe I had gotten about four hours sleep, and I entered robot brain mode. And I was able to see the furtive glances that you and Bonnie were giving each other. And I very carefully moved my hands forward to eat some soup. And I saw you looking at each other and I thought, subroutine, two people I care most about the world, life partner, comedy life partner, appear to be deeply concerned that I am... Not well. <laughs> so, uh, is that it, what you got from that? Yes. That is not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? You and Bonnie were fighting. <laughs> uh, well, I, th I think that 
actually there there is, I was I was actively just trying to get out of a conversation where you and Bonnie were fighting. I, I, I think that what Bonnie was feeling, and keep in mind, this is all within the context of like, you know, eh, I lost my brother to addiction. So Bonnie, with good reason, would be worried uh, uh, about like, Brian's very weird right now. But uh, basically, uh, long story short, for those who don't do the bones, um, we, uh, uh, once I touched NyQuil, I decided to stop doing ADD meds because they were uh, 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 amphetamines. Uh, I decided to not touch any anxiety meds because they were benzos. And, and none of these are, uh, I don't mix, I don't mix meds, right? So uh, as a result, when it came time to go to bed, I would just lay down and I don't know, an hour would pass and I would do deep breath meditations or whatever. And best practices are to get up, walk around and all that shit, whatever. Uh, around the third day <laughs> of only getting an hour and a half to two hours of sleep, uh, it, it, I, I will admit that I became weird. And so my new quest became to walk. I, I didn't think, yeah, that you were that weird. At least any... Less weird than you've been for months. Yes. Well, uh, uh, at, th at that point, like all habit and routine had been broken. And uh, also at that moment, I knew not to trust myself to make any serious business decisions or anything. Um, but, but man, you go so many nights with, with no sleep and you, and you, you get floaty and you stay floaty. And I, I'm... Uh, I, I knew that I needed to just write it out. And so on Thursday we recorded the bones and hopefully yeah. I sounded cogent and then we did. went to, uh, 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 backspin. And then afterwards I was like, I, I decided on two things. I decided I'm not going to make any substantial business decisions. Uh, rule number two I'm going to just keep on walking in circles around this seven acre property so I can exhaust my body. Uh, and then number three was the only people I'll talk to are people who I trust to know, you know, the weird floaty headspace I'm in. So I ended up talking to two people. Uh, one of them is a high achieving, very intelligent, somebody who has ADHD and now runs a veterans hospital. And uh, uh, the moment he picked up the phone, I just blurted out, um, disclosure, uh, I have blank sleep. I am off meds for this amount of time. <clears throat> uh, I am attempting to exhaust myself. Would you like to talk about Dr. Richard Feynman? He worked on the Manhattan Project and also cracked the case on the Challenger disaster. Uh, and then, I don't know, we had like a two-hour conversation. And I was like, oh, I'm still walking, aren't I? Uh, and then I called my college roommate, Brady. And we've talked about Brady, the uh, the other ship piper. And, uh, and I'm like, Brady, I know you're here. I know you're doing a thing in Austin. Uh, here's where I'm at. Can I just keep talking? And I end up doing like a 90 minute long one man show for him uh, that is to the outside ears would probably sound fairly manic. I'm not going to lie, but I felt safe with him. 
And then eventually it became like eight or nine o'clock. Can you give us a highlight? What was the biggest, what was like the best runner? Just out of context, a few words that you exclaimed a big punchline from that two hour routine. I'm nervous to do this. What if you weren't afraid? Okay. All right. You know what? Okay. So I start performing for Brady because he is a. Just just one highlight. No context. One highlight. Bring us right in and then bring us right back out. Oh, which by the way, the gift sounds an awful lot like theory of mind. Maybe you should consider what somebody else fucking wants before you ask for a thing. I don't know. Maybe let's call it the golden fucking rule. Oh, wait, what's that sound like? The new fucking testament. A collage of individual short stories that turns out to be, guess what? The number one best-selling book of all fucking time. So finally, I put out this fucking marketing book that tricks cynics into becoming kind to other people and, oh, OMG, all humans in a selfish way end up becoming kind to other people. We finally get off this stupid fucking rock and humans invade the galaxy. You're welcome, humans. That doesn't sound funny at all. Well, it wasn't funny. Oh, sorry. You said special like it was a comedy special. Yeah, no, no, no. Like it it was fun. But not funny. Yeah. Okay. I I was expecting some like... And then another thing, white people be like this. Could you do it again, but make it white people be like... You know what? I sure can. All right, here we go. White people... (laughs) Nope. You know what? I can't. I mean, so, so anyway, uh, I, 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 I powered through that very, very exhausted day. And my mm-hmm. only goal, I ended up doing 30,000 steps and I That's just, a lot of steps. uh, I ended up laying down and, and I was like, Oh, here it comes. And then I woke up the next morning, eight hours of sleep. And I was like, ha ha, got you again, world. <laughs> Uh, and I, and I've done eight hours every day since then. So you're doing good. Uh, I, I think so. I, I can never tell. What do you mean you can never tell? I mean, I only know my lived experience. Uh, uh, I hope. Well, yeah, but, but your lived experience you knew was being degraded by being sick and having a lack of sleep. So you would know that your lived experience has improved from then unless it hasn't. I think so. Uh, Everybody seems happier with me now. Well, but you started by saying you can never know because you can never really know what other people think about you, which is true. Mm -hmm. And all you can know is your own personal way of thinking, whether or not you're, you're, you're together. So that's kind of a binary. Are you feeling good or bad? Oh, very good. Very uh, good. As a matter of fact, like so good, it was like um, kind of disconnecting with the habit and routine gave me a very, very brief glimpse. Uh, it probably didn't help that I was listening to the Freakonomics episode about uh, Dr. Richard Feynman. And it was very clear to me. I'm like, oh, that's somebody who thinks a lot and has ADHD. 
and they kept calling him weird and that was upsetting to me uh and then they're like there's another weird person called steve jobs i'm like why are you calling him weird he's clearly a high functioning intelligent person with adhd uh and and they would describe like the symptoms of being weird as like, for example, you would be talking about one thing and then they would blurt out something totally disconnected. And only after a little bit of talking would you figure out that they had made several cognitive le leaps. And I was like, yes, that's what somebody who is high functioning. And then I called my mom and I was like, mom, what did I look like as a kid? And I found out at the age of 49 that there was a moment that my mom said to a doctor, is he all right, this one? <laughs> and, uh, but the important part is- What did they say then? Uh, they said, Dateline, 1986. We sure hope that Challenger doesn't explode. Now we go to a child who uh, is weird. Uh, uh, basically, the doctor said you were weird? No. Uh, my mom asked if I was weird, and yeah. the doctor said, uh, seems like he's doing fine. But but basically, the doctor said, "Well, aside from that thing on his shirt," and you said, "What?" And they go, "Ha, gotcha!" And they hit you right <laughs> in the chin. Uh, no, it, it it was actually that a doctor's a dick. It was actually he's a really a wonderful, asshole. surreal day because I spent all day just thinking about how I look like from the outside. And normally, uh, so uh, uh, Richard P. Feynman, uh, co-creator of the. Atomic Bomb, along with J. Robert Oppenheimer, and solver of the mystery of the Challenger explosion. Um, he has two books, and he's listed as the author, but he wrote neither of them. It turns out that all he did was just talk a lot, and somebody wrote some stuff down. Well, one book is called uh, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, bestseller. Uh, the other book is called What Do You Care What Other People Think? And I kind of had a cool epiphany where I was like, I never even noticed how odd that title was. Um, and on Thursday, after the bones, as I was walking in loops, racking up 30,000 steps, I was like, yeah, hey, Brian, you don't often take much time to think or care about how other people perceive you. And so psychologists call this theory of mind. Uh, and that's why I called my mom. And that's why I called uh, my friend uh, 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 Jimmy. And that's why I called Brady. And that's why I, you know, kind of did these one man shows in a, I don't want to say manic state, but in a highly focused state. And it, it caused me to take a moment to think about you know, this book, this how-to book that I'm trying to write and all that stuff. It was, um, it was really great. So you would say that you, you didn't think enough about how people think of you? That, 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 that's what you took away from this? Um, now that I'm back in habit and routine and a healthy amount of sleep and so on, 
I'm back to not really giving no shits about what people think. Uh, and, and to be honest, like somebody out there hearing this, this has to be the most obvious shit in the world where it's like, Oh, you don't say it. The guy who created scam school, uh, in top magic and pissed off a bunch of magicians. You're saying he doesn't take a lot of time to care what other people think. Uh, uh, all you don't say the guy who does one season of a national geographic show and then essentially says all that stuff that got rejected. What say we make a show out of it. You're saying he's the guy that doesn't, you know, pay much attention to what other people think. But on, on Thursday, that was a, that was a day where I, I took a moment of self-reflection and I actually paid attention to what other people think. And it, I think that's a healthy thing to the extent that it gave me an anchor to pay attention to stuff. Um, but mostly I'm really excited for the part where I got back to a regular sleep schedule and all of that stuff. Yeah. So what, what, what have been your big takeaways from that, from that, from that experience? Oh, n uh, number one, don't get sick. Stick to habit and routine. Well, yeah, but that's—I mean, don't cop out like that because that's that stuff that either either this is a process for which you gained something from. Oh, I truly do. Yeah, then then don't cop out and say don't get sick. Okay. Like, well, um, uh, n number one, note to self: when habit and routine gets upset pay very close attention to what is happening. Uh, number two, um, you know, as, as we've talked about, and I increasingly am becoming comfortable talking about in public, uh, understand that, you know, I, 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 I take medicines and I understand that my brain doesn't work the same as everybody else's. Um, however, on the upside, um, take comfort in the fact that my weird brain does work like some other wonderful people like uh that stuff scares the shit out of me to be totally honest with you like i mean uh, oh really uh, any any kind of uh regular drugs any kind of like regular like adhd medication or uh mood altering me uh, uh, medication like it, it is it is scary to me now uh, it is not to say that I, I think that it is not a valuable tool for many people including yourself but it is something that like i, I would have to be dragged kicking and screaming into into doing it by the people that I love the most to be to be put on it because I am terrified of being outside of my own faculty uh, unless I am the one putting myself out of my own faculty as he takes a sip of his beer <laughs> yeah right so uh, uh Christopher Hitchens came up a lot on Thursday and and oh man this uh, I guess I'm I'm when you, uh you I think you and I are about to Talk about a reverse drug trip. Um, <clears throat> uh, Christopher Hitchens came up around 3 p.m. on Thursday, and uh, it was when uh, Jimmy called me back. Okay, not with me. No, not with you. Gotcha. Okay, uh, but because we were talking on Thursday. The, 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 there are two turns of phrase that I think are very, very important. Um, uh, Christopher Hitchens. I also think that his whatever meat processor, his brain, uh, uh, his analog computer 
just ran at a different clock cycle or whatever. And at one point, somebody said to Christopher Hitchens, uh, who you and I, I think, deeply respect. Yeah. Um, he, uh, somebody said some version of, um, oh, you're so bright. It's really a shame that you have to rely on alcohol in order to be interesting. And Christopher Hitchens, uh, missing no beats, said, oh, you misunderstand. I don't drink alcohol to make myself interesting. I drink alcohol to make you interesting, right? <clears throat> and uh, uh, a, a, a Churchillian turn of phrase in uh, the, the classic sense. Right. So he also, later on in a different context, said that alcohol in general makes a better servant than a master. And as somebody who pays very close attention to my intake, you know, having, having lost my, my brother to addiction, um, I thought that was very, very good. Like everything's a tool, you know, habit and routine's a tool, yeah. you know, bothering to, yeah, 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 my ADHD meds are a tool, the anxiety meds are a tool at, at various times and so on. Uh, but, uh, but departing from all of those tools and knowing full well that to the outside viewer, I appeared to be a little bit unhinged was, uh, very illuminating for me. And it, it, it has me more focused on remembering how I look to the outside observer and, and that had gone missing for how long? Uh, I would say that level of self-reflection hadn't happened since pre-pandemic, you know? Okay. Um, uh, because pre-pandemic, uh, number one, when I got that respiratory thing, it was the sickest I had been since uh, pre-vaccine COVID, COVID. right? Yep. Uh, uh, very, very ill, very scary. Um, and before that, I was distracted with, I don't know, little things like, you know, peak of my career, paying attention to my brother's descent into addiction, blah, 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 you know, all raising my kids and all that stuff. Um, I would say the last time I had that level of self-reflection might've been over a decade ago. Really? That you had on Thursday? Yeah, and, and, and it was only because, like, everything was squirrely enough I knew. 2014. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Everything was squirrely enough that like I this knew. This Obama, could it get any better? <laughs> Which we learned does not smoke on the water. <laughs> but but, but, but um, anyway, uh, this is a long way. Avatar is amazing. <laughs> So, uh, uh, sp uh, speaking of which, if we can go back to that moment at backspin, uh, you were there for Bonnie was like, clearly kind of like, I'm turning 50. I don't know if I'm doing good or not. Uh, and so when we got back <laughs> to HQ, uh, I just did my best impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about like, uh, trying to encourage her to like, hey man, you got this. Go, uh, go on. And it's like, there's this. I don't know if I've already, if we've already done this material, but it's like, 
Uh, at one point, uh, Arnold says, uh, the calves are like the biceps of the thighs <laughs> or the, of the legs. Uh, and then he suddenly pivots into, uh, I was training for the Mr. Olympia contest. And the Mr. Olympia contest was based on the Greco-Roman ideal of what a man would look like. And the biceps, which mine were 22.5 inches, my, uh, did not match my thighs my calves which were 19.5 inches and it's uh uh he's like number one you must look in the mirror everybody doesn't look in the mirror when i found out that nobody does this the first thing i did was cut off the legs of all of my gym pants and so anyway i, I performed that for bonnie trying to encourage her and then and then i walked around in circles it was it was a very self-reflective reflexive day and i'm now realizing as i say it um I'm doing the equivalent of describing going to Burning Man, except for it's like, what if Brian gave himself permission for one day to not compensate for his weird brain and just engage with it? And it was you, so. So do you, you would you would view your output previous to that as not being your true self? Oh, uh, there's no such animal as my true self. Um, That's troubling. Well, Even to yourself? Like, do you personally know who Brian Brushwood is? Let me phrase it this way. Um, I am now 49 years old. Bonnie is 50. I have three daughters that I am extraordinarily proud of. I have a comedy partner who I want to see win beyond the world. I am blessed with a community of people who, for whatever reason, want to hear what I have to say. I'm working on a book that is really essentially just, I want to capture that moment that Teller engaged in excellent mentorship, and I want to give it to more people. With all of that understood, um, all the reason I'm engaged in serving other people is because I now have, and this will sound like bragging and it's meant to be, I now have two trophies for everything I've ever cared about. And I have a choice. I can either keep on collecting more of the you know whatever what are the trophies is, is a third golden play button gonna help oh the is play button. Uh, uh, you know is whatever is money gonna help i don't, I don't really care about money uh is uh, uh is is a fifth Money's business good. or a seventh podcast or a twelfth uh comedy uh, i mean number one i do want to keep on doing the comedy albums because i keep going back and re-listening them and I'll be good goddamned if if we didn't make some very, very funny stuff. I'm very proud of it. Um, but it's like once you've won at everything you care about twice, three times when it comes to making babies, um, there's a strong pull to share. And I can either wait and hold off on it or I can begin my new career for the rest of my life where all I want to do is two things keep promises 
forever and ever and ever and ever and ever to everyone I talk to and help other people experience the very, very rare and magical life that I got to live. It's no bullshit that at the age of 19, I went out to 6th Street and just started performing. And I'll be damned if 30 years later, I'm not just, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. It's just that now, if I decide to, I can reach 5 million people. And I don't worry about money very much because while we don't have very much, we, uh, I know I can ask at any time and I just want to give that gift to the rest of the world. Okay. But that's not the answer to the question that I asked, which is who do you know yourself? I think you've just, you've described a desire that you have a desire to share. And maybe that is a core value of who you are but it sounds like it's something that you've discovered. So I'm assuming that that came from somewhere that you started at a certain point and then there has been a transition and that's what you're describing. That's interesting because, because you avoided the question. Yeah, no, I did. I did. And, and that's kind of indicative of where I'm at psychologically, where it's like, I derive more value what um but before we answer the question of who i am let's answer the question of what do i like and i know for sure that what i like is helping other people more i spent most of my life trying to win and some kind of you know teeter totter has flipped and now i'm much more interested in helping other people. And I understand, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, the level of testosterone or, uh, you know, who knows what chemicals go in our brain, but it's like, man, I wake up and I think one thing, how much did I sleep? Is it enough for me to serve the world? And then I look at my inbox and I think, which of these emails will help the most. And then I look at my calendar and I say, and I think what promises did I make in the past that I can keep? Because all of that feels so, so good. And, and maybe we're only 10 years apart, but, but my goodness, Justin, um, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about getting ready to, turned 50 and having done pretty good that just for me, at least just makes me less interested. Like, yes, I should continue to live an excellent, interesting, awesome story, but I should only do it in the service of making all of chat realm proud of me. And I should only do it in so far as it, makes money that I can give to my children and, and support my wife and, and pay. That, that sounds like what you've done. I mean, chat realm is proud of you. We, I mean, the, 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 the very essence of this program was built around the idea of people being interested in you. And we've only added nearly two decades worth of story on top of it. And we spoiler alert by the very nature of our being, we'll have more story to come. 
Uh, there are there are exciting chapters that are yet to unfold in this in this story. So it, it does sound like you are aware of different elements of this, or you are focusing on different elements of this, but the 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 process is still the same. You you have in this moment described nothing but how you have lived your life since I've known you. Now maybe in your head you looked at it in a more selfish, I gotta get mine before anybody else gets theirs kind of way, but that's not how I've processed it. If you're looking at theory of mind of how other people observe you, you've always been somebody that's looked to come up and and all you ever wanted to do was party with your friends and hopefully have everybody make money. Well, and uh, um, I think the confounding factor, and I want to thank you for being one of the many vectors that have pushed me towards it is – uh, the thing you. By the way, I'm assuming I have not seen uh, a JG Amesh B here in the chat, but he says Magnum PI seems psychotic to me, uh, which is an amazing. If, if now, Brian, you were the first person to point out that my current aesthetic is very Tom Selleck esque. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'll take it. Not, not just Tom Selleck esque. Peak Tom Selleck esque. Peak. Like, like. Why Bob did they go with Harrison Ford instead of Tom Selleck for <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like, like, unironic, pure masculinity, badassery, fucking, if there's anybody I'm going to trust at a stakeout, it's you. Like, that's where you're at right now. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, 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 me, you, and Steve Gutenberg, let's raise a baby. What do you say? <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, should, should we do the plug? Uh, Patreon.com slash great night. Come here. You'll have more uh, bonus podcasts. And in uh, uh, a flip, this will be the introspective one. And on the other one, we'll just do nothing but read fucking uh, dirty jokes from the 90s that will be yeah, yeah. entirely <laughs> reprehensible. And, and by the way, don't think I didn't notice that, that, that you were teasing me into an introspective place oh homie i tried to get you out of it it was obviously not gonna happen so i'm like we're here now let's lay out a picnic blanket and talk uh so uh, all right uh uh it it sounds to me like you feel like you have had a a, a epiphany where where do we go from here well well here actually no let me ask you we're, we're in a real conversation now, so yeah 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 uh, by the way, if you're enjoying any of this, this is what most of the Bones episodes feel like, uh, is is just being real and in the moment. Are, are you aware now that a part of how people will look at you is that this is a moment of you being out of control? Because you are being this introspective and that you being this introspective is often a hallmark of you either being lack of sleep or, or, you know, one too many, like, like, are, are you aware of that now? Uh, I was not until you said it, but when you said those words, what came in, uh, I, I, I heard your words and I instantly thought, yeah, that's probably right. Also do not care. And then out it went. And then, I mean, like, cause <sighs> let, let me, let me, let me make this clear. Yeah. Uh, we do what the fuck we want here. Right, right. <laughs> like, this is this is our thing. If there's one thing, whether or not we have a billion people that love us or we have one person that loves us and it's just me and you and we're the only audience, we will do whatever the fuck we want. But if we're if we're here in the level of introspection and we're specifically talking about your concept of how other people view you and 
you using that as a lens to how you view yourself, uh, uh, I, I think it would be remiss for, for a serious conversation being projected as entertainment to uh, uh, not have, have that question asked. So uh, I would say that um, I would counter with another question that I'll ask myself and give you my answer. You can log your own is um, that's a very good question because I am extraordinarily proud of the entire life I've lived so far. I am unbelievably proud. I'm so proud of it. I'm trying to write a book about like, uh, uh, fuck, the book might as well be called I Have Been Awesome. Here's how you can be awesome too. Uh, you refuse it, to write about yourself. If, if we're Oh, no, no, no. I'm, fix, I'm that. fixing that. You, you, you have busted me. You, I am sufficiently checkmated and, and I, I understand that I'm the protagonist. Um, uh, however, if I had to choose to spend 40 more years, uh, I don't know, let's say I die at 89 or whatever. If I had to choose uh, continuing to tell that story about how awesome I was or set fire to that story and help more other people. Uh, there's no hesitation. I would rather help. I'm very curious as, as to why you think one would lead to the other. Oh, no, no, no. I, and, and they don't they're, they're, uh, And in fact, one relies upon the other. Yeah. Like, exactly. like, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you I'm, need to I'm, be a rock. Right. If, if like, you are going to allow other people to use you as a stepping stone. Right. Like, like, for example, you know, Penn and Tyler fool us. Um, uh, I don't know. I haven't talked about any of this with them, but, but intuitively, if I were to guess like part of the reason they like doing Penn and Teller fool us is because they understand that what they're really doing is what if America's got talent was supportive and kind and good and to very, magic specific exactly because they are for singers yes and exactly for dancers and right. for other variety acts literally yes. everybody but magicians uh, uh and maybe stand-up comics exactly so 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 where i'm at right now is uh and and by the way there's no it's not a coincidence that you know teller was 47 when he first wrote me that that mentorship letter that became basically the blueprint for the rest of my life. And it's not lost on me that at this point, over a billion people uh, or a billion times people have watched whatever horse shit I've done. And, and now like I'm feeling the strong pull of stewardship uh, to teach. And uh, I know not everybody loves marketing and branding stuff. But hold on. Hold, let me, let me, let me, before you get back into your pitch and look, you're writing a book. You're going to write a book. Yeah. It's going to be a great fucking book. I will help it in any way that I can. But the, the, the element of this that I am assuming the people who are listening to this are going to keep coming back to is that you yourself described and granted with caveats and explanations that you don't feel well. You didn't feel well physically when you were sick. You didn't feel well after that because it broke up your habits and you were, uh, you were, uh, sleep deprived you have described yourself as somebody that recently has gotten on various different adhd medication and and stuff like that uh, uh it, it, by the way now is a good time to anchor for everybody i am feeling well now okay but, no, but, that, but that's but that's all right so so you say that right but also it's been in amongst a lot of conversation about how you haven't been 
and 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 that's and that's something that like if what you want is to help if what you want is to heal there is the element of you got to put your mask on before you put on the mask of your child next to you uh, uh you have to project stability and strength if you want people to say oh i can be stable i can be strong so i understand that that it came with oh i'm good now but 90% of the words that came out of your mouth were all about how you were weak and how you were sick and how you were uh, 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 off and how it was, it was not great. And, and you did all these things, but like, that was the journey. There's no, and then I got better and now I've had these amazing thoughts and now here's what I want to do. It was, uh, I was sick. I was weak. I was broken. And now I have just awoken and I have been called by God to heal. Uh, oh, uh, I, I, that is wonderfully grandiose. Um, uh, unfortunately, it undercuts. Like, um, uh, let me give a softer version of essentially the same thing you said, which is, I think I, I think I achieved some clarity. Like. Hey man, what are you doing? Because I'll not lie, the last two years, uh, the last three, four, four years have been pretty strange, pretty rough, it's, pretty it's, fucking rough. Well, uh, it's it's strange to watch your brother descend into addiction, and then uh, the introspection is, uh, oh, it is important to um, draw boundaries. You know, there is there is me and Bonnie boundary there is me bonnie and the kids boundary there is me bonnie the kids and justin boundary there is me bonnie the kids justin and my business family boundary and then there is chat realm yeah the hardcores boundary and then after that it gets a little bit mushy and it's like eh, and then there's everybody else and and um uh when when you're on a journey of like trying honestly to figure out how is it that I keep winning at the things that I want and how can I put these into approachable words to other people? Uh, and also during that time, a lot of chaos happens, you know, uh, uh, the world catches fire uh, with COVID and some people decide just not the, the entire plan that you had put hundreds of thousands of dollars into literally uh, uh, goes up in smoke by way of government fiat. Right. And um, uh, then that kind of wraps up. And science. Science. I don't want to fucking politically code that. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, and then uh, we, you know, we get to the other side of that and some people who were totally happy to collect money and not show up uh you know they decide well that's about enough of that and then they vanish and it's like okay that makes sense they're going on their way and then other people latch on and a lot of money gets spent and here's here's something we've not talked about publicly but if we're here we're here whatever but uh you know a year and a half ago you know i'm a skeletal 137 pounds and 
for the first time ever, the business just has zero dollars. Now, keep in mind, uh, I am a responsible person, and uh, I adhere to uh, carving out a bit of everything that goes to take care of, you know, Bonnie and the kids. So uh, Brian, the person, and Brian's family are fine, but but the business really did, man. It 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 hit zero. With a it vengeance. bottomed out. It yeah, bottomed out. Yeah. So at that point, it's like bad news, gang. There's no money. If anybody would like to stick around, uh, we're we're gonna write the ship. And then uh, those who stuck around, I think uh, a lot of them did so with that wonderful white knuckle energy of like we're gonna do this. Um, but that only lasts so long. Uh, I've heard it called white knuckle sobriety at one point or another. Um, and I'm so, so thankful. Like anybody who stuck around during those very difficult times, uh, I owe a life debt to. Uh, but there's no reasonable planet in which you would expect that to go on forever. So as a result, uh, I've been very kind and uh, tried my best to help when people have run out of white knuckle energy. Um, and uh, I guess if, if we'll name one name, um, uh, I'm very proud of Bryce for engaging in the next chapter of his life. And I want to be there for him. Um, and we've made jokes about it, but I've also recognized that uh, I became weak at the production side of things, you know, with the, echoes and the whatnots and the figuring out things. Uh, and that used to be something I was good at. Um, and so it's on me to go back to the gym so that I can support in order Bonnie and the kids and you and the business family and the fans. And then after that, it gets a little bit wiggly and that's okay. Um, to be honest, that clarity really where where was the focus before and, and you don't have to go through every element of it but like it, it does sound like there was something above it or something getting in the way or there was some kind of glitch there because as far as i've known you you have always been about one of the things i think we initially bonded over are a professionalism of delivery I, that I, I, everything I, gets out always when you book a gig you make a gig you do the gig Everybody leaves fine. If if things go wrong and the gig goes bad, it ain't always your fault, but it ain't gonna be the reason you you're not gonna be the reason why it 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 went terrible. That that no matter what, you will always be able to show up and perform. And I've never known you. I mean, uh, to be honest, if I were to explain who Brian Brushwood is, that would be probably the biggest pillar of it. And if anything, the problems come in what, from there to the forum. That that uh, you know, if if you're trying to rock walk with a broken leg, metaphorically, mm. uh, uh, from here to there, but you don't want to acknowledge it, and then you're wondering why you're walking with a limp, like that. That's the kind of uh, 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 issue that I think that you've run into. But I've never known you in my life to have any confusion on who you are doing this for and and why you are doing it. You've always had a focus on on those around you. Well, I, I uh, let, let me, for those who are hearing this the first time, uh, give folks 
the gift of of one image, right? Um, uh, I, I think I mentioned this to you uh, previously, but I definitely told Bonnie about it. It's there, there's a episode of The Simpsons. Uh, for all we know, uh, our, our our friend who uh, Bill Oakley is was behind it. I don't know, but but it was a one of those remember when episodes. And the image is before Lisa is born, you know, uh, imagine Marge Simpson, eight and a half months pregnant, leaning back on, uh, in the bed and Bart is walking up and down the hallway, just oblivious to all troubles. Uh, he has a pot from the kitchen on his head and two ladles and he's banging each side of his head and he's marching down the hallway shouting, I am so great. I am so great. Everybody loves me. I am so great. And Marge is like, Bart, honey, would you maybe keep it quiet? And then uh, uh, he is not hearing it. Yeah. I think when you and I met, I was still Bart. Uh, I think my career up until that moment, I was Bart. Uh, I was uh, oblivious to other people and other people's problems. And uh, then, you know, you start making babies and it's like, whatever, that's a baby. I'll provide for it. Ding, ding, ding. I am so great. I am so great. And then um, at some point you start to want to nurture other people and, uh, uh, you, so, so you think that there is a one-to-one difference? Uh, you have a strong sense of self and a strong confidence and, and a projection of success that that eliminates your ability to be nurturing. I, I think that when we began our friendship, I was utterly oblivious to the fact that there were any other humans on the entire planet. And there was only one mission, and that was to be awesome and win. And I couldn't tell how well I was doing, but I knew that I needed one thing and that was more. And then you and I started our game and to be honest, NSFW was a BB live show and NSFW was Bart banging pot, you know, ladles mm -hmm. on his head yep. saying, we are so great. We are so great. And then along the way, we... So when did you look at me as a person? If there were no people that existed, when was the moment where I went from some dude that was talking to you that was flotsam and jetsam to a person? It was when you told me no. It was when I... We're going all the way there. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I knew. Well, I we've never told this story, so let's tell this story. I don't think we've told this story. Yeah, it's it's um, we we don't need to make it weird, but uh, like, um, I knew I wanted to help you. I I was I got the offer from or wait, I had interviewed for the Go Game. Yeah, and so there was a a moment where I was in flux between, uh. Uh, it was a possibility that I would not be working with Andrew. We had we had done which uh, which which I had, live show. We had uh, uh, I had covered you with eye tricks. Like we had already had a relationship, 
and uh, uh, I was interviewing. You knew I was interviewing in San Francisco with the Go game, and uh, you called me while I was sitting, and I remember where I was exactly in SFO. Uh, you called me and offered me a job uh, as essentially what had been the Captain MG Chad uh, uh, role of, like, all right, I'll 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 help you with the live shows, and we'll also while we're on the road, we'll be doing the podcast that we did. Right, and and that that was a case where I knew the rules were, I work for Andrew, and uh, uh, that closed the door for me in my brain at that time, where it's like I respect Andrew, and I would never ever in a million years try to fuck over Andrew. by trying to snipe, you know, talent underneath him. And then I heard you were, you were leaving Andrew to go to, I don't know, some game show thing. Yeah. And then suddenly my brain was like, Oh, it's on the menu that Justin cannot be working for Andrew. Um, And then I immediately ran through the catalog of like, what are things I can offer to uh, Justin? Yeah. And unfortunately the only item on the menu was a shitty fucking job that at least gets him to Austin. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, uh, and so I pitched it and you said no. And, um, at the time, uh, I don't know. Well, that's, uh, uh, yeah, I'll not lie. Um, I was really sad because, I had this vision of us being in the same city and being real time awesome. Cause I knew that Skype was keeping us from being as funny as we could be. And uh, being with a network was keeping us from being as fast adjusting as we could be and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, that was a bummer moment for me, but I didn't become a person until I told you no. Oh, I, I, I oh, because that was that was literally the answer to the question that I just said. You said I became a person when I told you no. That's when you became the most. That's when that's when you became a person to the degree that I can't think of anyone more of a person, including my wife. Right? That was the moment I was like, I engaged with theory of mind, and I was like, yes. After I was but hurt. I thought this is good because there's a power asymmetry between us. I'm farther along this journey than Justin is. And if he does this, maybe just maybe we'll be able to eventually achieve this thing, you know, and I was proud of you. And, you know, of course, if I say any of that, that's patronizing. That's not treating you like a person or whatever. No, no, so no. So I just I mean, sort of bottled that up and and well, look, I mean, like, like, uh, 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 spoiler alert for. I mean, if this were if this were a, a television show, we would be skipping ahead like years in the future because, like, in between me going to San Francisco, we actually the show takes off on a level that it had never really taken off before. Uh, uh, we are doing things that we had never done before. We hit peaks that we had never hit before. Uh, and it really wasn't until one fucking drunken night on a South by that we even fucking cleared the air on a lot of shit like that. Uh, but 
anyway, that 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 was that that was that story, which I don't know if we've ever fully uh, uh, told. And from my perspective, uh, it was it was just look. There are really, really, really great things. I've been very, very blessed in my life to almost exclusively work with friends. As I am now a 40-year-old man, uh, the vast majority of my career has either been working with my friends or with myself. That's pretty much it. Uh, everything else has shrunk smaller and smaller in the rearview mirror as I've matriculated down the road. But the things that suck about shit like that are things like what happened then, where... Andrew was okay with me leaving. All to go things get being a equal, gig it, it, it would have been more convenient for out Andrew. To San Francisco, yeah. and I was doing a bunch of other shit that was not going to happen while I was uh, working with him in Florida. Uh, it it would have been the end of the three of our friendships if I had made the decision to take the offer that you had laid on the table, however generous it was. Well, and and I. I I think I definitely internally understood that and I hope that I was like yeah yeah we can't make that move and um then then it's like okay press pause um oh, fingers crossed I hope Justin goes out there and just becomes a peer uh, an equal and and hot damn motherfucker uh if you didn't do it um, like, uh, yeah, but no, this is about psychoanalyzing you, not psychoanalyzing. No, 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 no. I think it started off as the one thing, but, uh, um, no, it's going. Yeah. No, I mean, look, uh, 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 the, 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 the nice try. The, the... <laughs> fuck you asshole. <laughs> the reality here is I, I just want you to know that in terms of those around you, the biggest thing that I think has been missing over those tumultuous last few years is a sense of confidence and a sense of self-assurity. Uh, you, you have, you have wavered and you have wobbled uh, under considerable pressure under a lot of fucking wind and rain. Uh, that is, that is without a doubt. But if, what you are saying is where you are at mentally that all I want to do is nurture. All I want to do is lead people down the path. Uh, the, where, where it begins is however you define it internally, you being sure of your ability to stand strong. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's the biggest thing that when you're like, Oh, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my point is. All I know is that I want to help. If you were just a dude who opened doors, if you were a dude who cleaned tables, if you were a dude who did X, Y, and Z, you can get away with that because people don't really give a shit to listen about the entire life story of the busboy. While it's honest work, it's not one that demands a whole lot of backstory. Uh, yours is one. You are, you are a professional sharer. You are a professional advice giver. You are a professional explorer. Uh, if if your center doesn't hold and you're if you're not in touch with it, people can smell that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I think that's very astute. Um, I guess I'm comfortable just telling the truth now. If anybody hears this, I'll own it. Um, 
when we when the business and again uh let me reiterate that i've been responsible with our family finances and all of that stuff um uh, kids are fine we're fine everything's fine um uh i definitely overhired um i definitely discovered <laughs> that not everybody is as obsessed with keeping promises as I am. Uh, I, I guess I can plainly say uh, when I was 137 pounds in August of 2022 uh, and for the first time I went to do payroll uh, and the money was just not there, payroll alone that's not counting any of the infrastructure or, or technology or anything like uh, uh, my, my nut to yeah. keep the lights on just with humans. So add lights and real actual estate. lights, not yeah. metaphorical lights, actual yeah. lights. Yeah. Um, just payroll was $37,000 a month. And uh, I had to write that terrible, terrible email that, I think every entrepreneur eventually has to write. Yes. Um, also, cut to yourself real quick. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, what are you going to jerk off? Um, the, uh, uh, I had to write that terrible email. Hey, gang. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someday that email will come out. But I had to write that email that is like, uh, I have terrible news. There's zero dollars. If you are working and you expect to be paid, please stop. There simply is no money. And uh, man, that was rough. That was a, uh, that was hard. And it took, it took Bonnie saying, uh, like I was talking about, well, maybe I can come up with, maybe I can. And Bonnie was like, it looks an awful lot. Like you're out of money and you are trying to save everyone and uh, knock it off uh, because now you're going to eat into our family stuff. And this is the hard part is, you know, first I cut everything off. A lot of you guys will notice that around uh, August, 2022, uh, the long form content kind of stopped. This is on the Scam Nation and Modern Rogue channels. On everything, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, it is a cosmic stroke of luck that it happened to be right around the time that after fucking up YouTube shorts, YouTube realized that shorts weren't going away. And all of a sudden it was like, but we can do shorts. And so some people figured out like, that's kind of weird. A lot of shorts happening. Not so much long forms. Uh, that is quite simply because long forms are very expensive. Uh, but, but man, we... Uh, so leading up to that, the year leading up to what I think of as the reckoning, uh, I, Justin, you know this. Some people hearing it will be hearing it for the first time. But uh, anxiety and stress has a a number of different ways to manifest itself. 
um, originally, uh, the first time I really had to wrestle with it was when I perceived that I was being kicked out of the tribe of magic for the crime of teaching that two cards could be stuck together. Um, uh, and, and in that iteration, it, it manifested as, you know, a tightening of the chest and, 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 uh, Spoiler alert, anybody who is going through an anxiety event, uh, everybody says the same thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what stress is like. This is different. I'm dying. And so in this case, you know, I'm like, oh, God, am I having a heart attack, et cetera, right? Uh, the second wave was when I went to Hollywood, and I remember uh, watching uh, Edge of Tomorrow, and... I noticed that my hands didn't work right. Like I would reach over for the drink and I was like, reach over for the drink. Why is this not easy? Lift hand. Oh, reach over for drink. Grab drink, have drink. Think, what is job? You are a magician. Hands are important. Hands are now broken. You are dying. Uh, later, during that same run, I noticed that there would be periods that I couldn't feel the tips of my fingers. That was a new manifestation. And I had the same thought that everyone has. I thought, well, okay, I know what anxiety is. This is different. I'm definitely dying. And in the case of watching the slow motion financial disaster that was not the fault of not bringing in enough money. We we've always brought in my goodness, my goodness, my heart swells to think about the revenue, the revenue, uh, yeah. uh, 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 the kindness that other, you know, viewers have brought us and that, you know, that's part of the reason that, you know, I, I, I cried so hard when we lost time jumper, um, is, uh, his heart was so big and so generous. Um, anyway, uh, uh, income has never been a problem. It's been, I, I've just taken on too many, I, Shit got I, really, really big. The staff got big during a time when money was especially high, and then the money receded because of a cyclical nature in the business, and it was the biggest your business had ever gotten. Right. You had no idea how to handle, like, okay, well, how permanent should everybody be? Should we be understanding that this is going to recede? Is this the new normal? Like, there was a lot of shit that you couldn't know. Nobody could know. Right, and the only way to find out is to, I don't is, know, is all of a sudden try. the tide went out, and like now all of a sudden it's like you were making a respectable amount of money. Before you were making a jet turbine engine of cash that was just flying into the point where you needed to hire more people because you needed more space to slap ads on. And then all of a sudden, tide goes out a little bit, and now you're like, whoa, we have a lot of people. We have a lot of capacity to create stuff that does not have a justification for it. Yeah, so so I guess that brings us to 2021 is when I start to notice, um, uh, I, 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 if you guys don't pay attention to the tactical nature of things, um, during the pandemic, oh boy, everybody knew one place to throw money, and that was called 
online shit. Everybody's yeah. at home. So during that time, we expanded, expanded, expanded. Uh, and then uh, I would say August 2021 is when I noticed that the tide was receding. And um, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't make a big deal about it, but you pay attention to it. And so, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, three or four months you have a meeting. You're like, Hey guys, just so you know, looks a little bit like the tides receding. And it turns out Justin, that not everybody plays pays as close of attention to things as I do. <laughs> so while uh, some people made changes, other people were like, blah, 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 money, something or other. <laughs> I mean, because also that's not their job. Yes. Their correct. job wasn't to save money. Their job was to do their job, which cost money. Uh, and, we, and and that was and that was that. And so as we go from 2021 to 2022, the warnings become increasingly loud. And now with the benefit of hindsight and in a position where I don't have very much overhead and it's really fucking great. Um, I'm able to recognize that the louder I, I rang the alarm, the more everybody just did what they know how to do. So if you knew how to edit, you just edited harder. Yeah. If you knew how to co-host, you just co-hosted harder. If you knew how to spend money, you just spent money harder. <laughs> And then we hit the reckoning in August of 2022. And uh, that was when I was skeletal and you can go back and you can, maybe we have the receipts. You can see it. Uh, that was me vomiting every single day. Uh, I would, I think go, that was 21, not 22. Uh, no, I think it was 22. I think one of us knows better than the other. I mean, I think it was the, oh, I know when it happened. It was, I was at, DEFCON. And I believe, wait, was it 22 was the first DEFCON? Yeah, I guess it was 22 then. Yeah. Because you were not at there. You were yeah. at the 23 one. Yeah. Because, because I, uh, uh, I, after RTX, we were not 100% Oh, yeah. You want to know what? I, I guess I, I just had a fucking, uh, I didn't realize that that was so close to the, the, uh, the midterm special that we did, which was November of that year. Because we had a great time then which was also a pivotal moment for things we won't talk about here. Um, but um, so I was vomiting every day uh, and then we, um, we hit bottom and I had to let everybody go. And that was my goodness. Uh, I wouldn't wish that moment on anyone, but um, again, you know, you draw boundaries and you have to say, okay, what's minimum viable product? Uh, things that were safe were podcasts because uh, basically we just divvy up whatever the Patreon monies are. Uh, uh, so they are not gigantic earners, but they will almost never be losers. They'll because... never be losers, yeah. right? Uh, uh, other things that are safe, uh, uh, the online store, because you know every time we sell something, we make money, right? Uh, things that had been losers, uh, financial losers, were the long-form content. So it's like, okay, well, let's reduce those. Let's keep our commitment to our long-term ad partners. Shouts out to Squarespace. Head on over to squarespace.com slash rogue. Sign up for your free trial. Get 10% off. 
Um, and then uh, 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 there's like a quiet couple of months where it was pretty much just me and Bryce and David Rowan and Annalisa and just 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 trying to push forward. Oh, and uh, shouts out to Jeff McLaughlin, who actually, uh, I guess as long as we're spilling, we might as well spill. He, he lived all the way over in Bastrop. And Jeff is such a made man because he moved into HQ and we basically became a company town. Uh, I promised him, I'll feed you, I'll shelter you, I'll, you know, whatever you need, we got it. Take care of you, take care of your dog, Luke. Um, and that was also when you moved in and we were trying a different flavor of great night. Yeah. And um, not to your HQ, but to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a really special time of healing. And, um, so at any rate, uh, we get through that. Uh, that's what I think of as the white knuckle phase where, uh, there was kind of a sorting hat and it's like, are you in or are you out? And those who are in, I owe a life debt to, um, and, I understand why over this last year or 2023, so that's 2022, 2023, um, you can only clench your fist for so long and people move on. And, and I want to help all of them. I want to help everyone in the world. And uh, so when people are leaving and I know nature abhors a vacuum and when you see something change about your favorite thing, I think of it like the Saturday Night Live problem where it's just like, uh, you know, no matter where I teleport in time, I know one thing I can say is, huh, remember when SNL was good? Uh, like when things change, you, you, you want to understand why did things change? And the answer quite simply is uh, everybody is the protagonist of their own stor story. And I want to help all of them. So I, I try to never speak ill of anybody who's moving forward. And I'm proud of everybody. Uh, I recognize that my problems are mine. Um, so 2023, a bit rocky. The store goes from, fuck it, let's talk totally real numbers. Um, the, best, the best year we ever had in the store was 2015. Uh, I think we did total gross revenues of just over $900,000. Um, the worst year since then was when scam stuff this year, uh, uh, David felt, you know, he, he ran out of white, white knuckle energy and has moved on. He's doing very well. And I still owe him some money. Um, uh, uh, he trained up Jeff Jeff loves the editor-in-chief stuff. He loves the ARG stuff. Turns out he doesn't love being a, a, a taskmaster at the store. Uh, so he's moved back to Michigan. Um, spoke to him today. It was wonderful. Uh, but but uh, losing two, you know, losing one person and 
charge of the store and another person in charge of the store. Uh, turns out store gets a little bit chaotic. Um, and uh, this year, I think we did 380,000 total gross revenues, which is all the way back to like 2013 numbers. Um, but again, it's not my job to boo-hoo about this. It's my job to show up, tell stories, be awesome. And uh, an awesome we will be. Expect to hear an awful lot about the Founders Day picnic over the next two months because it legit is going to be fucking dope. And I'm very excited. And I hope Annalisa is hearing this because I, uh, uh, we're working very hard on all of this. Um, today, I said to you, Justin, mm -hmm. that we've, we've talked about various things that are going in the book I'm trying to write. And one of them is a character diamond. And a character diamond, if you ain't heard this before, is it's a thing you pretend to be on the surface. Let's say Terminator 2, right? Uh, everybody knows it's an unstoppable killer robot. And then there's the secret thing. The secret thing is the thing you never admit. It's really a fish-out-of-water story. Uh, uh, over to the left, you throw kind of a curious thing. The first Terminator was, you know, just a robot that moved. So, But this is Terminator 2, so we want to have something interesting. So you throw something interesting in there. They call it the third gravitational body. In this case, Terminator 2, like, but what if he could learn? And then finally you have, uh, uh, over to the right, the hill you're willing to die on. Like, you would rather end it than not obey this thing. And in Terminator 2, it's protect John Connor. So those four things. Um, we, we talked a bit about character diamonds and... Um, uh, oh, fuck. Am I about to lose the thread? God damn it, I'm old. What um, if we weren't afraid? That's what it is. So there's the secret thing. The character diamond of everything you and I have ever done is the following. And maybe I'm ruining our show by telling everybody this. We pretend like we are cackling jackals at the periphery of the internet. Secretly, we are supportive of us and ours and are cultivating a wonderful community of people. But we will never admit that. The curious thing is the polish. That's all the wonderful videos that we collect. And the hill we're willing to die on is we'll never lie to our audience. We might obfuscate. We might be playful, but we're never going to bullshit them. And the thing beneath the thing is, I guess, whatever this episode is. You're not going to say the line? Everything Justin and I do boils down, and I don't want to ruin your shit, but I guess I'm about to. Every single project Justin and I 
have ever done that anybody hearing this has ever seen. The secretest of all secret things has been, but what if you weren't afraid? And I guess right now I'm admitting I got a little bit afraid there, Justin, and Mm -hmm. I broke our style guide, but I have wonderful news for you. I no longer have $37,000 a month of entitlements that I have to pay. And I'm ready. I'm fucking ready, my friend. Uh, To get back to our core value of what if you weren't afraid? (laughs) Well, next week we'll find out. uh, 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 Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the show. Uh, You know, every once in a while they get introspective, friends. That's how it works. That's how it goes in life, in love, in business. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Die in a fire. <laughs> oh, man. What a journey. <laughs>